Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you. It's a great privilege to be with you tonight at Bangor Worldwide and to share a little bit about the work of Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge is perhaps best known as the ministry started by David Wilkerson when he went uh, from the country area that he lived in in the States in Pennsylvania to New York to try to work with gangs caught up in violence on the streets. And as a consequence of his ministry uh, that began then in 1958, today Teen Challenge works in inner city areas in 90 nations of the world, and uh, we have over 24,000 beds uh, that people are in tonight in uh, rehab in one way or another. Just to say something for a few moments about uh, Teen Challenge in the United Kingdom, which is the work that I'm primarily involved in. Teen Challenge in the United Kingdom is essentially a mission organization working within inner city communities trying to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the most broken, the most marginalized, the most hurting people in our communities. To that end, we have uh, outreach in 57 areas of the UK with about 560 volunteer workers working with us in those outreaches. Obviously, one of the things that happens when you get involved in working with the lives of those that are broken and marginalized is you encounter particular problems that people need support and help with. And as a consequence of that, Teen Challenge has a number of residential centers that try to help people who've committed their lives to Christ but need to beat their addiction to drugs, to alcohol, or to other life-controlling problems. We have six residential centers with some 200 beds and a staff of about 120 people who try to work with people in those particular situations. Teen Challenge doesn't simply deal with teenagers. We work for people primarily between 17 and 40 years of age. The average uh, person who comes into one of our residential centers has 10 years of class A drug addiction and uh, as a consequence completely broken and chaotic lifestyles. Many of the girls who come into our centers have been reduced to the point where they're selling themselves for a few pounds on the streets in order to try to fund their habit. But those people that you've seen some of the hundreds that have been taken out. Taken out not simply from their addiction, but taken into a life of meaningful service where they are able to give their lives fully and completely to God and be involved in serving Him in mission in different contexts and situations. One of the young men sitting there at the end on the street who you see is now a chaplain in prisons, a man who spent a whole lot of his life in prison. The man that you saw partway through in black and white 
many years ago went through a Teen Challenge program. He's now the executive director of Teen Challenge in the UK. It's a great privilege to be able to reach into the lives of other people and to bring them good news that you don't have to stay where you are and life doesn't have to continue for you as it is. In Matthew 4 and in verse 19, Jesus meets two men, Simon and Andrew, and he says to those two men, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They left all that they had to follow Jesus. They understood when he said, follow me, that he was inviting them not simply to some temporary interruption, but to a complete transformation of lifestyle. He was inviting them to be taken out of the life that they were living and to pursue an entirely different life. Those same words were spoken to Matthew in Matthew's Gospel chapter 9 as he's sitting at the receipt uh, of taxes. Jesus comes to him and says, follow me. And Matthew understands he's received an invitation to leave the lifestyle that he knows and to pursue a different lifestyle. And so he responds to the call of Jesus and he begins to follow him. There's a rich young ruler who comes to Jesus to find out what he has to do to inherit eternal life. And when he comes, Jesus tells him, go sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me. The rich young ruler understood that he was being asked to step out of the lifestyle that he was living and embrace an entirely different lifestyle with Jesus. He went away sad. Another man came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, follow me. And the man said, but I'd like to go first and bury my dead father and Jesus says to him, let the dead bury the dead, but you come and follow me. He understood that Jesus was asking him to step out of the lifestyle that he was living, not in part, but completely. In Teen Challenge, we're trying to go to people who are broken on the margins of society, who feel in one way or another that they're outcasts, not simply to see them relieved from their addiction, not simply to see alcoholism as a thing of the past in their lives, but so that Jesus can take them out of their lifestyles into an entirely new lifestyle that offers them the opportunity to live fully and to become the people he intended them to be. It's my understanding that that really is the intention of Jesus Christ for all of us. Because the call to follow me isn't one that simply came 
to Peter and Andrew, to Matthew, to Philip, to the rich young ruler, the man who wanted to bury his father. Matthew 16 and verse 24, Jesus says, if anyone would follow me, then he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That's the call of the gospel, to follow Christ, to be taken out of the situation that we're in and to step into an entirely different lifestyle, one where we give ourselves over completely to him. I understand that sometimes church leaders, and I am a pastor of a local church, so I include myself in that, may not have communicated that very clearly. Sometimes... It seems like we're almost asking people if they would be willing to consider somehow or other at whatever cost signing up to join with Jesus. That's never how Jesus expressed it. He asked us to follow him. And the call of the gospel isn't to ask Jesus into your heart. I can't find that. I appreciate it's expressed at different times in different ways. Someone might say, but Phil, doesn't Jesus say, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes, of course he does. That's part of the call of the gospel. But those words carry on in their context. Come unto me. All you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. It's not just about coming to find change in your life. It's about coming to take his yoke on board. That's my understanding of the call that Jesus makes. And earlier, Julie made reference to the talk show, Take Me Out. I thought that was the thing. I thought it was based on Paddy McGuinness and the fact that various people had an opportunity. Because it seems to me sometimes that many people in the church respond to Jesus in that way. In that game show, 20 young women see a, a man and make a superficial decision about whether or not to keep their lights on or to switch the lights off. And as the man reveals a little bit more about himself and a little bit more about himself, people decide whether or not they're going to keep their lights on or off and at the end sometimes there's only a couple of the ladies left who are interested in pursuing a relationship. It seems to me sometimes when Jesus is first presented to people, there's an initial response. They're happy to keep their light on. They'd be interested in pursuing this further. And then a little bit more about the nature of Jesus is revealed. And some people begin to wonder whether or not they want him to take them out. And a little bit more is revealed and people make decisions about whether or not they want to follow him. I'd like Jesus to save me, 
But do I want to deny myself and to take up my cross and to follow him? Oh, I'm not sure. I think I'll put my light out. Sometimes it seems that people respond in that way to Jesus Christ. And they're not really sure that they want him to interfere too much in their lives. Yet the call of Jesus is to follow him. And if you're serious about responding to the call to follow him, then it's the most straightforward thing in the world. If you've heard the call of Jesus to take you out, and you've responded to that call, then if he wants you to be a builder in Bangor, that's exactly what you'll do because you're following him. And if he wants you to be a solicitor in Belfast, that's what you'll do because you're following him. If he wants you to be a nursery nurse in Lisburn, that's what you'll do because you're following him. If he wants you to work with addicts and alcoholics in the inner city, areas of the United Kingdom, that's what you'll do because you're following him. If he wants you to work with people who are being trafficked across the world, who have been made into commodities, who are being used, that's what you'll do because you're following him. If he wants you to work with the Inuit people, in the Arctic regions, then that's what you'll do because you're following him. When Jesus comes to take you out, you're not invited to put conditions on the basis on which it happens. The call of Jesus to follow him is a call to follow him completely. And that's the nature of the gospel. Some of you maybe tonight are very willing to follow him, willing to give him everything you've got, willing to go wherever he wants you to go. And sometimes there's an idea in our mind, but maybe he doesn't want me. Maybe I'm not good enough, especially when we look at others who we believe are talented, who are gifted. Julie tried to say right at the very beginning, that sometimes when you serve God, you're seen somehow to be extraordinary. And she was trying to describe how alike other people she really is. Part of that game show, Take Me Out, when two or three girls have left their light on, the man has an opportunity to go and choose one. And some of those girls who are willing are going to be rejected. Can I just say to you tonight in closing, when Jesus offers to take you out, he has no intention of rejecting you. When a man stands willing to serve him and others say, do you know, he doesn't think before he speaks, he's always the first 
to open his mouth and sometimes to put his foot in it. He upsets others. He's insensitive to them. Jesus is still willing to take him out. And then they say, but that man argues about who's most important. He has no humility. Among others who are willing to follow you, he thinks he's one of the most important. And Jesus is still willing to take him out. Say, so, you know, when you were in your darkest hour, Jesus, that man denied you again and again with oaths and with curses, and Jesus is still willing to take Peter out and to use him. A man stands there willing to be used by Jesus. People say, but he hates everything about Christ and the church. He hated it so much, he was willing to engage in persecuting the church, in disrupting family life, in trying to destroy faith in other people's lives, and Jesus is still willing to take him out. And people say, but don't you know, Saul of Tarsus cast his vote for the murder of Stephen. He held the coats of those who murdered him. He hated the church so much. And Jesus was still willing to take the Apostle Paul out. There are none of you here tonight who are excluded or rejected by Christ. Because he takes the things that are weak and the things that are foolish. And the things that have no reputation. And one of the greatest joys about being involved in a ministry like Teen Challenge is day in and day out, I see that. I see people who have been described by others as the scum of the earth, who are considered to have little worth of value. And I see them serving God in various areas of the world. I see their lives turned around, Jesus taking them out to use them to touch the lives of other people. And if you're willing to follow Jesus, He'll take you out and use you more fully than you could ever have imagined wherever it is that he wants to use you if you'll simply follow him. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.